Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. In Luke chapter 4 is where we're going to be today. And Jesus, verse 8, answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Jesus combats his temptation by quoting Deuteronomy 6.13. Isn't it interesting how Jesus does spiritual warfare? He doesn't, he doesn't say, Satan, I bind you. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't get into a long argument with Satan. Or start cursing Satan or, or fighting with Satan. He doesn't do, I mean, and, and the reason I say that is because this is what's happening a lot in the church today. I bind you in the name of, you know, and the people get all crazy and start wiggling around. How does Jesus combat Satan? Very simple. He quotes God's word. I, I love what Pastor Jeremiah told us in a men's retreat. He says, when temptation comes in, give that temptation a Bible study. That's the way to combat temptation. It's not this charismatic craziness. Satan can't stand in the presence of faith. And when we remember God's Word and we stand on God's Word, it increases our faith. And in the presence of faith, Satan has to flee. This is an interesting phrase that Jesus uses here. And this is a weird thing. He says, get behind me, Satan. Who, who else did Jesus say this to? You guys remember? Yeah, Peter. <laughs> he said it to Peter. Why? Well, let's look at it. In Mark chapter 8, verse 33, it says, But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus used this phrase, and only used this phrase, when someone would try to discourage him from going to the cross. Think about that. Bow down and worship me. You don't have to go to the cross. He began to talk about how he was going to be delivered over to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they were going to deliver him over to the Romans, that he was going to be crucified. And Peter began to rebuke Jesus and say, Far be it from you, Lord. And Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Get out of my way, Satan. Get, get out. I'm, I'm heading towards the cross. Get out of my way. That's what he's saying. I'm going. Right before this, however, if you remember Peter, he was filled with the Spirit. Remember, he said, who do men say that I am? Jesus said this to his disciples. Who do men say that I am? And he said, some say a prophet, some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist, because John the Baptist has been killed by them. And he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And God would say to Peter, flesh and blood is not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Peter filled with the Spirit one minute. And then overcome by the temptation of the enemy the next minute. How is this possible? We can become the mouthpiece of Satan when we become mindful of the things of this world. We're mindful of what people think. 
worldly problems, dangers, difficulties. The well-meaning ship's captain with James Chalmers was really the voice of the enemy. Don't go, they'll kill you, they'll eat you. Oh, we died before we came here. I, I don't know how many people going onto the mission field have faced the criticism and warnings of well-meaning Christians. And maybe rightly so. Maybe it's the, it's the way the Lord, you know, solidifies our heart to what God has called us to do. And when people come against us and criticize us for the ministry that God has called us to, and we stand firm, then we're listening to God. When the people who are mindful of, of this world and mindful of the things of this world would try to discourage us. And every missionary going on the mission field faces this. So, well, there's people here that need the gospel. Why don't you just stay here? And we have a decision to make in that moment. Am I going to follow God or am I going to follow man? Am I going to do what God has called me to do, that I know God has called me to do, even if it means death? Or am I going to listen to the fears of man? We have to be mindful of the things of God, not the things of this world. This temptation was the lust of the eyes as he saw all the kingdoms in an instant. We see in Genesis 3-6 when Eve saw that it was good for food. She saw the fruit. It was good for food. Verse 9 says, and, when, and then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of a temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourselves down from here. For it is written, He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. When Satan can't beat you, he joins you. Oh, we're, we're going to quote Scripture. I'll quote Scripture. I can quote Scripture. Psalm 91, verse 11. He'll give His angels charge over you to keep you. In their hands, they'll bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. I think we all probably struggle with this temptation. Like, if Satan were to bring you to the top of a high building and say, just jump, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm tempted to. No, we wouldn't be tempted to, would we? No, Satan knows that Jesus understands that the angels are going to protect him until the time that's appointed for him, right? We see Jesus pass through the crowd. We'll see that next time. As Jesus passes through the crowd when they're getting ready to throw him off a cliff, they're like, go. And then all of a sudden, he's like, where'd he go? Start to grab the wrong guy. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. But, but Jesus is brought to this, this high, high point of the temple, and the, the place has to be filled with people, thousands of people, all the Sanhedrin, all the people who are important are standing there, and Jesus can see all of them. And he says, just throw yourself off and watch what happens. Be like, Dumbo, you know? And, and everybody will be amazed. It's a sign from heaven. Look, he can't be harmed. But you know what Satan does? He leaves out a very small phrase. Psalm 91.11, in all your ways, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. See, you know, we play those Bible board games, Bible Mad Gab, Bible Trivia. You know what Satan's favorite board, Bible board game is? Scripture Twister. <laughs> and so he takes the, the Scripture and he just takes a little bit out. He twists it around. He makes it to mean something that's not supposed to mean. What were Jesus' ways? Jesus would only do what the Father had told him to do. And here Satan is trying to get him to do something using Scripture. And Jesus would reply, 
And Jesus answered and said to him, verse 12, It has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Jesus quoting Deuteronomy 6.16. Deuteronomy 6.16 is interesting because it's referring to don't tempt the Lord your God as you did at Meribah. When you look at Exodus chapter 12, you read that story, and this is what it says. It says, Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Now, does this sound so unreasonable? You know, you're thirsty. You can only go so many days without water. How many? Three to five. I guess if you're super hydrated, right? I mean, you can't go very long. And and so they're thirsty. This is a basic need. And, and, and why is this such a bad thing? Moses is their leader. Shouldn't they demand water from Moses? No, because God is the one who brought them to the Red Sea. God is the one who brought them into the wilderness. And God was the one who was going to supply all their needs. And so contending and blaming Moses and saying, you're the one, it's your fault. And, and saying, you know, God brought us out here to die. They're tempting the Lord. And then there comes a point when we're in stress and we, we're completely overwhelmed and, and we can raise our fist to God and say, God, why are you doing this to me? You need to do something now. You need to fix this. This is your fault. It's really sad. Don't tempt the Lord your God. If you tempt the Lord your God, is he going to fix it? Probably. He's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in mercy, abounding in loving kindness. But not always. Sometimes he just puts you in time out or snuffs you out or whatever. You know, I think of Ananias and Sapphira. They tempted the Lord God, and what did he do? He killed him. Pretty wild. I think Ananias and Sapphira are in heaven. I just think that God made an example of them. Nadab and Abihu, Korah and the rebellion against Moses. <clears throat> Sometimes God just removes the obstacle if you're going to be a problem. Don't tempt the Lord your God. Don't do things saying, well, God will, God will forgive me if I do this. That's not the point. Yeah, he's going to forgive you, but how? what kind of devastation are you going to bring on your life and among, among everybody else if you do that thing that God clearly says don't do? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. It's always to trust in the Lord. It's always to put our faith in him, even when everything seems to be going out of control. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccmit.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.